You're listening to Security Speaking, the SSI podcast. Welcome to SSI Security Speaking Podcast. I'm Rodney Bosch, Senior Editor of Security Sales and Integration. I was recently joined by Todd Keller, President of Spico Technologies, in a conversation about the video surveillance industry. You're going to hear a range of topics, including lessons learned from the pandemic, market opportunities for dealers and integrators, as well as ongoing challenges. We touch on new additions to Spico's portfolio, Plus, you can hear Keller's market forecast for the rest of 2021 and 2022. As always, be sure to subscribe to SSI's YouTube channel and hit that like button on our videos. You can also subscribe to SSI's podcast on Apple and Spotify and leave a review. Good day to you, Todd. Good day, and how are you this morning? Doing well, thanks. Listen, I wanted to um, start right off with the pandemic, and if you can just shed some light on what are some of the most significant ways it has impacted your organization? Well, you know, candidly, it has impacted everybody, and, you know, like we uh, took the importance of the pandemic very seriously. Um, we were, in the beginning, you know, like certainly locked down, and everybody was working from home. Um, as a critical, you know, like infrastructure business, uh, we were fortunate to be able to start to open up. And when we started to open up, you know, like the requirements of, you know, like masking up and making sure we have all the necessary tools to keep everybody safe was an essential component. The realities are that one of the products that we sell coincidentally is a face detection temperature identification. And in the event anybody did have an elevated temperature, you know, like they were not able to, you know, like come into work. And we were trying to go on the honesty system that if you didn't feel well, stay home, you know, like, and, and let's not, you know, get in. Uh, but the business, you know, like everybody else, we took a hit when you start thinking about all the retail stores, you know, like that are not operating. Well, if, you know, like those places aren't operating, there's no need for surveillance equipment. But the reality is there's still a high demand, you know, like for the importance of these products. And fortunately, we've been able to facilitate those applications. And, you know, like, so it, it definitely had its effects. And, you know, like being back at work and the collaboration that occurs within the office is such a game changer, you know, for all of us. Um, and, you know, making a little bit of a joke, we started when the vaccination came out, we started vac shaming people. So making them feel obligated, but that's a joke. Um, but the good news is now I would have to say about 95% of everybody that works in this facility, which is a total of almost 50 people, you know, like are all vaccinated and we're fully back and ready to go. Excellent, excellent. I want, you know, kind of taking a broad view of things, can you kind of touch on maybe a chief lesson or two that you've learned from this COVID experience that, that uh, in the end is really going to benefit the company? Well, I mean, you know, the most important thing is we take nothing for granted. And, you know, like one of the things that we prioritize and for, for all of us, you know, like Spico is a family owned business, you know, like we take family to heart. And we're not a large corporation that, you know, like you get a certain amount of days off and you get a certain amount of this and a certain amount of that, you know, like we kind of recognize the importance of the people that work with us, you know, like in this organization. And we're very fortunate to have that family environment. And I think reciprocal people are starting to realize the importance of an organization that takes family first. So if the lesson that I had learned about it is that 
we're very fortunate that we have fantastic people. And, you know, like a lot of the people that have been here have been here for a long period of time. And there's something to be said about that. And, you know, like the, the, there is something to be said about the cohesiveness of all of us. And, you know, like the takeaway for me is value the people that are, you know, like that are there. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, there is some semblance, even more so, of returning to normal in this country and for the security industry. I know for a lot of folks that that uh, is going to entail travel. Are you looking forward to the return to trade shows and, and getting your salespeople back out there? The answer to that is 100% yes. And, you know, like the Zoom thing has been fantastic. And we're very fortunate that the technology is there. Uh, to allow us to spread out words of what we're trying to do and the information and the advancements in technology that we've made. But candidly speaking, nothing replaces that, you know, like eye contact and the face-to-face -face relationship. Um, you know, like my guys, in fact, as of last week only, uh, we are now fully able to travel and fully able to, you know, interact. I myself traveled three weeks ago and, you know, like we had a situation with a very large regional customer that, you know, like had some misconceptions from a Zoom call, you know, like that he said, you said, this said, that said. And the good news is having a face-to-face -face conversation, you know, like we took what we call the handshakes to hugs. It started off as a handshake. By the end of the meeting, he was hugging us going, man, you guys are the best. <laughs> you know, like, so it, it really works to its benefit. And, you know, like our national accounts group is now starting to travel and all of our people are actually starting to travel. We're looking forward to shows. It's it's a it's a fantastic venue to to interact with people and potential new customers. Yeah, I'm curious for for your organization specifically, and maybe what you're seeing with um, others in the supply chain that you deal with. Do you foresee virtual connections significantly replacing travel to meet face to face? You know, it's a it's a great question, and I'll do the best I can to answer that question. I do believe there are certain virtual opportunities, like as we were briefly discussing with the Pacific Rim, um, you know, I, my necessity to, you know, I do subcontract manufacturing, you know, I can seeing and visually, you know, like identifying and going there and, you know, it was essential, you know, like fortunately from my 38 years of traveling to the Pacific Rim, you know, I can, whether that's Taiwan, Hong Kong, Korea, you know, like, or China, you know, it has lent it to developing great relationships that now I'm optimistically looking forward to not doing that trip and communicating some of it. But I think still the importance of travel is essential. The importance of face-to-face -face is essential, but the virtual is, is, a, is a, good, a good stepping stone to developing relationships there. Okay, so here we are, it's June. We are halfway through 2021. Um, how are you forecasting the market generally overall and um, you know, into 2022? Well, you know, like, unfortunately, we have a term in our business that crime does pay. And I'm going to go with that. You know, like, you know, like when we look at some of the horrific events that are occurring, you know, like whether it's an ex-employee, you know, like that gets terminated and has a disgruntled attitude and comes back and selects who he's going to come and shoot, you know, like whether it's, you know, like situations of school environments, whether it's workplace environments, or whether it's just the, you know, like people getting frustrated from being tied up for such a period of time that they're now revolting about something, you know, like the importance of having surveillance. And, you know, like our approach to surveillance is not being a witness to the event. It's being a proactive participant 
meaning, you know, like we've put in the artificial intelligence that alert things before they occur or alert people to the fact in the case of, you know, like the horrific event that recently occurred in your neck of the woods in California at the railroad station, you know, like with the, the railroad yard, you know, like an ex-employee was terminated. Well, with facial recognition, and again, controversial in certain states and application specific. So we want to emphasize that. But, you know, like, boy, Rodney left. And, you know, like he was very upset when he left. Well, let's load him into the database so that if he comes into the premises again, we get notified. And notifications come either via this device or an audible message. Rodney's here! <laughs> you know, like, so that we alert people to the fact that Rodney left. He was upset. Sorry, I'm using your name. You know, <laughs> but, you know, like that now we have an ability to alert people to the fact that something might occur in your place of business. So our goals with surveillance equipment is not to just be a witness and, oh, did you see what happened? And let's see if we could find that person. No, we're real-time activity. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, like in our opinion, you know, like we continue to promote what our solutions are. And I'm very excited about the business and the environment and the trends that we're seeing, which are very upward, you know, like in, in you know, trajectory. Okay. Some of that trajectory might be fueled by the stimulus spending going on, the potential for a big infrastructure bill. We'll see how that happens. Uh, are you optimistic there are enough driving forces then to, to maintain economic recovery overall and therefore positively affect the industry? I think very positively affecting the industry. I think very positively affecting the opportunities for our industry as a whole. Um, I think that there is such a need for you know, like awareness campaigns and surveillance equipment, you know, like in each and every environment. It used to strictly be commercial. Now it's residential. Now it's small commercial. Now it's large commercial. Now it's everywhere, you know, like within education, healthcare, you know, like as we start looking at some of the different verticals that are out there that we're attacking, you know, like and attacking in a very aggressive and, you know, like promoting, you know, like opportunity way, it's very welcoming into some of these different, you know, like nuances and marketplaces. Okay. I can't, I can't talk about opportunities and, and market driving forces without talking about challenges as well maybe touch on two big things just generally in the industry that you're keeping your eye on that are on your radar well there's certainly a very large anti-china sentiment that's occurring you know like um some of the other larger manufacturers are having some challenges you know like as far as where and what happens going forward you know it will be interesting to see what's occurring so we're keeping a very keen eye on that um, you know, like, and that's pretty much on it. And cybersecurity is the other one. You know, like cybersecurity is a is a major concern uh, that we take very seriously. But some of the facts are that there are controls that are outside of what we're able to do. So, you know, like those are those are very big concerns for for the industry as a whole because now that's become very hot topics. Uh, regarding cybersecurity, Todd, are you hearing more concern from end customers and dealers and integrators as well on how your equipment is being protected and what you can do as a manufacturer to play your part? Uh, the answer is 100% yes. You know, like it used to be an afterthought and it used to be, you know, like how do you do it and how do you network these devices and how do you get through, you know, like whether it's port forwarding or any of these other variations that occur to simplify 
the dealer integration. And, you know, like if we had to break down the business, I'm going to break it into a couple of different segments. You know, like the larger professional commercial, you know, like installation companies, it's the top priority. You know, like the smaller, you know, I like can dropping right down to the smaller guy, you know, it's not a priority whatsoever. You mm -hmm. know, so we have to, you know, like navigate through this tanglement of challenges that exists with each of these different, you know, customer segments. And it's our responsibility to make sure we provide a product that is as safe and secure as possible. And taking into consideration that when you find one, they find another. So it's, it's an evolution and a constant battle that we fight on a regular basis. Okay. Uh, in talking about um, your dealer and integrator customers, um, a lot, I'm sure a lot of them have been forced to look at for other ways to meet sales and revenue goals. What, what have you seen from them during this past year or so? Well, we've seen what's most important and the success from us is the willingness to listen. You know, like we used to run into brick walls that when someone made an association with a vendor or a particular product category, you know, like that's what they stuck with through thick and thin. Um, today, you know, like due to the advancements in technology and not just with us, you know, like with a lot of the other manufacturers and competitors that we deal with, you know, like people have a, a, a much more willingness to listen. And, you know, like candidly, one of the challenges, and you mentioned shows before, you know, like people used to go to the shows and they would learn about what new technologies and advancements are out there in lack of those shows or due to the fact that those shows haven't been taking place. Well, now, how are they getting their information? You know, like, and all right, through publications like yours, you know, like is one vehicle and the other ones is through us, you know, like to let them know about let me tell you what's going on and what's exciting and how, you know, like there are opportunities to educate your sales staff, to educate your installers, to educate, you know, each of the different end users, whether it's commercial, residential, or whatever it happens to be into how these products could help them. And that's been what the game changer is. You know, like, again, coming full circle to one of your questions earlier, the shows, we miss the shows. We miss the interaction because the guy that's walking by that's like, come on in, let me just tell you about what's going on, you know, like, and whether it's us or any other manufacturer, that's what's been missed over the last year and a half to two years. Gotcha. Okay. Well, talk, let's talk about some of those exciting opportunities. What, what new opportunities do you, are you seeing emerging in the marketplace for dealers and integrators and talk specifically about your own product portfolio? Well, thank you for that question. And, and we are so excited. And, you know, like one of the things that we try to pride ourselves on is how do I simplify, you know, like the, the installation of the product? And we talked about cybersecurity. We talked about networking. All of my networking is done in the USA with Amazon Web Services as the backbone behind it. You know, like so that now the priorities of, you know, like the installer that goes out and whether he does it himself or he sends one of his crew, we want to make it a timely enough fashion for him to get in and to get out. Number two, our devices are more interactive. So taking advantage of artificial intelligence, taking advantage of nuances, example, let's go back to that situation I brought up a little earlier with the railroad station, that ex-employee, you know, like, we're going to change his name for this matter, John, <laughs> right? You know, John gets terminated. And when he was terminated, he was disgruntled. 
Well, let's load his face into that facial recognition. And now in the event he comes back onto campus, we get an alert notification. Inevitably, everybody's playing with these devices, you know, like whether it's FaceTime, whether it's, you know, like Instagram, you know, like Snapchatting, you know, like or texting or, you know, like whatever it happens to be. So now in the event that John comes back onto campus, we're getting a text notification to alert us to the fact he's here. Now, in the event gunshots start to take place, what we've done is handshake, you know, relationships with gunshot detectors, again, to alert and let people know so that it's duck and hide. Years ago, when we heard things, we used to run. Now it's duck and hide because you got to worry about security. One of the things that we try to educate our dealers and integrators are into what protocols do occur in the event something happens. How do we make sure you are in a safe environment or your customers are in a safe environment? Number two, when we take and simple application. So we went to one extreme with shots, you know, like now let's go to a simple thing, a 7-Eleven. And that 7-Eleven uses a garbage dumpster in the back and it became the community dumpster. Well, it's not a crime, it's a pain in the neck to the local carding company and to that particular franchisee. Well, now with some of the patented technology that Spico has, we mask out that particular area. And the days of motion activation used to be if a bird flew, the tree flew or whatever, the alarm went off. And it was a pain in the neck. Now, someone comes into that protected area with a combination of license plate identification, two-way communication, and audible messages, you know, saying, warning, you're under surveillance. At the same time, warning, you're under surveillance, that owner is getting a text notification. Our goal is to deter. Do it somewhere else. But where the Spico products are there, we're going to optimistically deter that person from doing what actions he was considering doing and leaving. Because now, whether it's lights, whether it's an audible message, whether it's two-way communication, these are all devices that common sense go into deterring a situation from occurring. You know, like, and I could go into so many other applications with parking lots, you know, municipalities where cars aren't supposed to go into a protected area and they do. What do we do? We put on lights. You know, like when the lights go on, the cockroaches run. You know, mm -hmm. like what we've done with all of our products is made all of these interactive devices simple, easy to use, easy to install, and most important, easy to retrieve information and get information. So that now, you know, like in this marketplace, price is still the driving force. You know, like all of these things sound great, but if it's too much money, eh, great. Love to know about it. Not interested. Is it the mm -hmm. Ferrari? I can't drive the Ferrari. You know, mm -hmm. like, well, guess what? We've made it so that it's affordable, so that for every application, it's a scalable solution, but everything remains the same. Ease of installation, ease of retrieval, and interactive devices of these, you know, like, so that everything becomes very simple and easy to use. And one of the other things that we do with our equipment specifically is everything that I'm saying gets taped on the top of the unit. So that now after the installer does his installation and they could go through the best education imaginable to that end user, inevitably when something occurs, what did he say again? And that phone call comes to that dealer and says, how do I do it? Look on the top, right click, left click is the simple thing to do. So we've really given it a tremendous amount of thought and that's now I'm aging myself 38 years in this business. You start to finally recognize what are the common questions? We used to get three to 500 calls a day with the same thing. How do I network? P2P. You know, like how do I retrieve? Easy search. How do I this? You know, like in each of the different things that we get, we try to incorporate common sense wise engineering into the products to simplify the install. 
Sorry for that long-winded answer. No, not at all. <laughs> Recurring revenue, obviously, is a big deal um, for all of your installing customers. Yep. Um, where, where is Spico in terms of helping dealers build in RMR into, into these projects? That is the best question I've had all day. And, you know, like Spico is introducing what we call SWS, and that's the Spico Web Services. And what we've done is domestically, all engineered here, everything done in-house, we have our SecureGuard VMS platform. And the SecureGuard VMS platform does the following things. We create that tree and the tree of opportunity. So each of the different feature sets that we spoke about, whether it's facial recognition, line crossing, human detection, um, license plate identification, tamper resistant, you know, like, and I'm sure I'm missing some of the different things. The dealers now have the ability to activate or deactivate each of those applications, depending on the customer's recurring monthly revenue opportunity. So that now let's take Mr. Customer A, that might have Chipotle and Chipotle has multiple locations and within a region, you know, like they want to activate or deactivate cash register interface, you know, human detection, line crossing for the back parking lot situations and that dumpster situation, you know, in certain high crime areas, gunshot detection, all of these different features and functionalities now, including healthcare status, we have the ability to activate, deactivate cloud enabled services so that, you know, like that dealer has the ability to dial in and just look at, a dashboard and get all of those things and to a situation of you know like geez the branch manager left i want to change his passwords no more deploying a truck do it remotely so we've created a tree of opportunity to have each of these branches lend itself to fee structures for these different dealers to start creating the recurring monthly revenue opportunities the future of our business is in cloud enabled services and the cloud enabled services now will lend itself to basic, advanced and super advanced and taking advantage of all the technology that we've done. You know, today, it's such a game changing technology differentiator than it was years ago. You wanna know who came in, we could identify that instantaneously. You wanna be alerted to the fact that a known criminal is coming in. I'm sorry to go into this example, but I'll go into another one. We identify in the jewelry district. You know, like within the jewelry district, we have this known criminal that keeps coming from place to place. We take a common database. We have to load it in to that particular system, you know, like system. He now walks in. We get notified. We act accordingly. <laughs> you know, like, and we keep our eyes on what's going on so that at least you're getting the heads up. And that's the innovation and technology that's starting to occur that now lends itself to the RMR opportunities. To the traditional dealer, you start mentioning terms and concepts like cloud-based services. That could be intimidating. How are some of those conversations going for you as a manufacturer trying to educate the market potential for these? Well, I would be lying if I said it was easy. And, you know, like that's where we need your help also in getting the message out there and delivering the message. The higher level customers, they get it. They get it, they understand it from the alarm industry, you know, like, and how they're operating central stations and our goals are continuing to integrate with, you know, like Intermix and Sureview and, you know, like some of the different, you know, like bold and debold uh, dice, you know, like integrations as far as the central stations. Um, but it's a, it's a tough process. You know, like when we take some of our channel partners and we try to talk to them about the importance of this RMR opportunity, Sometimes it still comes to how much is it, you know, like, and how does that work? So we're still 
that's the area that we're still navigating through and having our challenges because, you know, like today doing the Zooms and trying to get people encouraged to listen in, wait, how does RMR benefit your business? What am I doing that for? I got to worry about the next install. So we're dealing with some challenges in regards to that. And that's an area that lends itself to big opportunity going forward. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't, I'm not going to steer the conversation back to the pandemic, but there is one thing I wanted to ask you. When, when all of this came down, there was this really quick pivot to things like mask detect detection and thermal camera temperature checks and stuff like that. Is there still going to be a niche market for that stuff or is that just kind of evaporating already? It's a, it's a great question. And, you know, like we recently introduced access control into our portfolio and the importance of having a mask and face and temperature detector at the front door, in our opinion, is crucial. You know, like recognizing, and again, what's nice about the activation is you could activate or deactivate any and any, all of those features. So if mask detection is important in the case of Spico corporate headquarters, you can't come in without a mask, you know, like, it's crucial, but in certain other areas, you know, like for instance, Texas, they're not requiring masks and certain other states are now letting the mask mandate go down. It's okay. You could now still have facial recognition. Do I want to open that door or not? Is it the owner of the business? You know, like, is the license plate or facial, you know, like temperature, you know, thing important? In our opinion, it's going to continue to be a crucial role. If someone has an elevated temperature years ago, they used to force their way into work and I got to fight because I need that money, you know, I, and well, guess what? We want to continue to create the solutions that are not expensively priced that lend itself to saying, you know what, here's one more barrier. And by the way, Yolanda came in today and her temperature was elevated. We get a text notification, Yolanda, do me a favor, go home, you know, like work from home, let's work from home today or, you know, I take the day. Mm -hmm. you know, and, and that I think so, you know, in a very long winded answer, and I apologize, you know, I, I still feel it's going to be a very important factor going forward. Okay, great. I uh, want to touch on some general industry things going on right now. One of the big ones, obviously, is the supply chain issue, Todd, with um, shortage of chipsets and, and stuff like that. Can you talk a little bit about some of the difficulty and availability that, that you're seeing and experiencing yourself? Well, you know, fortunately, one of the things that we started heading towards was the NDAA, you know, like solutions. And, you know, like we in forecasting, you know, it kind of, you know, like a little pre-pandemic and as the pandemic started, uh, we were fortunate to start forecasting a lot of the requirements and growth initiatives that we had. Um, I would be lying if I said it's going as smoothly as possible. Um, the chip shortage situation is a challenge for all of us. Um, we're fortunate to be in a very large inventory position. Spico has a very large facility and we stocked up luckily a little bit. I'm going to just throw that out there <laughs> because the business was picking up. So we happened to have loaded up. Then the chip shortage came and we happened to have been in a healthier position than others. So, you know, like we're, we happen to have found ourselves and sometimes business is a little bit of luck, um, you know, like in a situation where it wasn't horrendous. Uh, but our daily conversations are about the future of chips, specifically which chips, you know, like that operate, which features and functionalities and how they meet the NDAA requirements, if that's important, you know, like so it is an ongoing process for us. So I'm just curious if you can give us kind of a, a some some insights these these chips are only made in very few places in the world so are you on the phone all day are you trying to find 
Well, I, I have to say it's been a lot of a lot of late night phone calls. Yes. You know, like, and, you know, like and forecasting is a crucial component, you know, like to our business and stepping up a little bit. And it comes back to a little bit of the financial capabilities of who we are as a company and taking a position. And, you know, candidly speaking, Rodney, some of the challenges that we had were the chip directions, you know, like which chip is doing what feature and functionality. And we had to put a little bit of a stake in the ground and make a decision, you know, like with directions. And we were fortunately, you know, selected the right solutions, you know, but it, it, it's, it's a process. It's, I'm, I, I might be simplifying it. It's a little bit more of a process. Absolutely. So on the topic of NDAA uh, compliant video surveillance gear, what has the crackdown on China-based vendors meant for Spico? Has this driven opportunity for you? It's definitely created a tremendous amount of opportunity for us. Um, you know, like the larger, you know, like, so, you know, like we'll call them the larger national accounts, you know, like in the past have been very focused on what they're doing. They're certainly much more open to hearing alternative solutions and the solutions of what we provide. Um, the local regional guys, the larger ones, again, they used to be very focused, now much more willing to hear and listen to what we have to offer and say. You know, like, and then to the over-the-counter guys, the over-the-counter guys, you know, like at some of our channel partners, you know, like in the past, it's how much? Well, let me just share what it does. No, how much? It became a price, 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 price. Now, all of a sudden, you know, more and more of them are willing to listen to your solution and your presentation on what it can help provide and the road for RMR and how do you play into that road and how do you play into artificial intelligence and how are these things going to benefit the security industry so we have a big challenge in front of us and that's educating and getting that word out there and that's again where we're going to help hopefully rely a little bit more on you guys to help us with that okay okay um as we just kind of wrap things up um I'd like for you to just kind of like riff a little bit about the industry and what needs to be done what is is there something that keeps you up at night is there something that cooks your goose that you want the industry to move faster on whether it's standards or what 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 kind of peeves you well it's a it's a it's a great question and i and i think that you know like there's a lot of misconceptions about you know, like manufacturers about solutions about everything and you know like I think to the good and to the bad, you know, like there are different publications that go out there and they take a position and whether it's accurate or not, it's accurate in their mind. And they, you know, like go out there and, and create some challenges that you have to now defend and, you know, like, and rely on. Um, I think that, you know, like one of the, the opportunities that I so appreciate is this conversation and sharing what we're doing and we're an open book. There are no secrets. You know, like someone has a question about something and how we're doing things, ask, we'll be more than happy to share. You know, like, so I, I think that that by itself is challenging, you know, like, and making sure, you know, all, this is who we have. We have ourselves. The credibility of our organization is the face of Todd Keller and, and, and what I present to my organization. And when someone says, oh, you know, like, whether it was a good thing or a bad thing, the good things, you know, like when business is good, everyone's backslapping. When something turns the wrong way, you know, like all of a sudden, ah, they, you know, like, and, and the challenge of making sure we always do the right thing is what keeps me up at night. 
making sure that our products are designed to do exactly what they're supposed to do. Doesn't mean the installation is being done exactly the way it's supposed to be done. It doesn't mean that there are exterior environmental issues that interfere with the way it's being done. But those challenges of bridging that gap is single-handedly the challenge that running my everyday business. You know, like if someone all of a sudden says something and you know, like, but it wasn't true, you know, like now I have to go about defending it. So those are those are the challenges. We are to the root of who we are, we're solid, good people. And you know, I, that's the message that I'd love to, to continue to drive on is that we're the last of the privately held businesses out there out in, in so many respects with CCTV. A lot of other companies have been you know, like merged into you know, like other conglomerates and everything else. This is it for us. <laughs> you know, and I'm second generation, the third generation. I'm so excited you know, like is right behind us and they're starting to go with the right grassroots approach as far as how to run a business, how to do the right thing, how to be credible, and how if you make a mistake, fess up to it and deal with it and fix it. You know, like, and that's the best way to move forward. It doesn't mean things don't make, you know, like we don't make mistakes, we're not perfect. You know, like, but we certainly strive to do the best we can to always do the right thing. Speaker Technologies President Todd Keller, appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it as well, Arthur. Thank you.